The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the MRP. I'm so glad that you are here where you have come to grow your brain in order to transform your body. We got to put in the mental reps. We got to get the mental gains because I know you're out there crushing the physical ones. And without that mental component, woof, we are shorting ourselves a hell of a lot of progress. So thank you very much for being here, for tuning in and for listening and learning along the way. And today's topic is absolutely no different. And I think it's going to be so helpful for so many of us, women especially on their journey who are so damn tied to that number on the scale. It's good. It's bad. It's this, it's that. We just, there's a lot that is jam packed into that little number on that little digital freaking rectangle that we decide to dictate our entire lives by. And I want to teach every single one of you really how to measure progress outside of just that number, how to know you're making progress aside from what that scale says. And as we're diving into today's topic, if you have any sort of personal relation with a story of this or breaking that relationship with the scale or things that have helped you, I would love if you could join into the Mental Reps Podcast Facebook group where you can meet up with other like-minded women on their journey as well, doing the damn thing together. So you can tap the link in the description of today's episode to go ahead and join in on that group. Totally free. We're going live. We're doing workout challenges. We're doing all the fun stuff in there. And if you're not in there already, I hate to say it, but you're missing out. So I will catch you guys over there to keep that conversation going. But let's dive right in on how to know you're making progress outside of just that physical number on the scale. And before we jump into that, like we need to recognize why the scale isn't always the most accurate measurement. Because I think for me, at least knowing the why helps on the execution. If if anything, right, if you're doing something in school, you're studying something in science, and instead of just memorizing what's on the whiteboard in front of you, if you can understand why certain things cause certain reactions, why this muscle moves that muscle, why this has to happen in order for that to happen, you're going to understand and you're going to remember and utilize it a whole lot better. Unless, of course, you're one of those crazy people with like the photogenic memory and you could just look at something and regurgitate. That's all fine and good. But when it comes to most of us out there who do not have that, I think understanding the why is one of the most important things you can do for your own physical fitness, your success in business, your career, anything that you're striving to get better at. Don't just blindly follow a plan. This is also why I absolutely hate meal plans. Doesn't do shit. Doesn't teach you shit. You don't know why you're eating that for lunch. You don't know what the purpose of that is for dinner. And then you step away from that plan and it's all hell breaks loose. We don't know what's what. We don't know what to eat. We don't know what's going on. We have to know why. So why the scale isn't the most accurate measurement, it's only taking a look at your physical weight. It's not taking a look at what that weight is made up of. And that, what it is made up of, is the most important piece of your physical appearance. Because an individual who weighs 150 pounds of pure body fat versus an individual who weighs 150 pounds of pure muscle mass, those two people are going to look night and day different, unrecognizably different. 
And you would look at the individual weighing 150, primarily body fat, and say, that person looks very overweight. They're maybe wearing a bigger size. They're wearing oversized clothes. They are taking up more physical space. And then you look at an individual, 150 pounds, pure block of muscle, and you're like, oh, they're fit as can be. Look how slim and slender and toned and lean. You would never think, oh my goodness, person A and person B actually weigh the exact same amount. And that's not that whole muscle weighs more than fat. They weigh the same amount. Muscle just takes up a hell of a lot less space. So when you step on that scale and you're looking down at that number and that number doesn't say 120 pounds and you're like freaking out, well, why should it? Why should it say 120 pounds? Because that's what you weighed back in high school? What if we have more muscle mass? What if we have a hell of a lot more muscle mass? You're going to weigh more. What if you have more muscle mass and less body fat putting you at 132 pounds and you're over here freaking out that you're not 120? Like you have to understand that that number is a very, very subjective unit of measure. In addition to that, it so easily fluctuates, so easily fluctuates. If you didn't sleep that well the night before and you get up and you get on that scale, scale's going to be up. If you had a pretty big meal later into the night, your body's still digesting that food, scale's going to be up. If you hit a crazy leg day one day and you're super sore and you step on that scale, scale's going to be up. Do any of those things, poor quality sleep, eating a dinner later at night, or hitting a crazy leg day have anything to do with negative aspects of your journey or progress? No. I would argue from time to time, we're all going to wind up eating dinner a little bit later. We are all going to get a shitty night of sleep, and we're all going to be crushing a leg day, as we should in this journey. And if you then step on the scale and it comes up when you're looking for it to go down and you let all hell break loose because of it, you're not fully understanding what that number is about. So those fluctuations, I mean, hormonal fluctuations, water fluctuations, hell, if you didn't go to the bathroom that morning, fluctuations. You need to really start to break down and peel back like an onion the layers of what that number means. It kind of doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. And of course, they do sell those scales at home that you can step on and it does measure your body fat and your muscle density and or bone density and muscle mass. And Honestly, like, do I think that they're worth the money? Probably not, just because they're not the most accurate. I will say they are probably consistent. So if you're looking at more so just trends of data, like you just want to see your body fat going down and it is going down, awesome. But like, don't tie yourself to like, oh, that scale at home says I'm 20% body fat. That scale don't know shit. Like the best, highest quality of that that you can test is a DEXA scan, uh, which are very hard to come by and you'd have to go like seek it out. It's probably a good amount of money. Um, I was fortunate enough to get a few of those done through my time as an athlete at the University of Maryland. They are so freaking cool. They are so freaking cool. DEXA scans or uh, BOD pod would be the other one. And there's a few different other measures as well. And I know gyms have like the in-body scanner, which again, kind of similar to the at-home testing is not the worst option, but it's also not the best option. So pros and cons to all of this, but it fluctuates so easily. Point being with all of this, and I'm not against the scale. I'm not one of those people who's like, throw that scale out. We never need to look at it because it is important. It is still a piece of data in your journey. And if you are someone looking to lose weight, like that scale should be trending down. It's just probably not going to be as linear as you were maybe hoping. Or if you were looking to gain weight, you're looking to gain muscle. It's probably not going to be going up as linearly as we are hoping. And that's when people get all up in a tizzy because one day it's up, one day it's down, one day it's left, one day it's right. And then I decide to step on the scale in the middle of the day and I forget that I have my shoes on and then I get annoyed because it's up. Ah, there's too much. There's too much. Use it as a measure of progression. So if you are trying to lose weight and you want to weigh yourself, I always like to do averages. So weigh yourself three times a week. Get that average for the week. 
being that maybe one morning you didn't use the bathroom and scales a little up, right? That'll kind of be like a little bit of an outlier. And then the other two days were a little bit lower. This week you averaged out at 148.6, right? And last week you were averaging out at 149.5. Like we are down a good amount of weight, even though some of those weigh-ins were higher, lower, left, right, center, et cetera. So I always like to say minimum three times a week, get a happy medium, get an average of the weigh-ins that you have and use that as a unit of many others as to how you're doing as far as your progress goes. So that's my little spiel on the scale. But aside from the scale and what I really want to dive into are other signs of progress because that scale is not always going to be indicative of the work that you are putting in, especially if you are an individual who is dealing more so with a body recomposition, which we'll kind of touch on here in a second. But things to look for if that scale is driving you nuts. You are doing what you need to do. You're eating the good food. You're in the gym. You're getting good sleep. You're like, holy shit, I've been following D for so long. I listen to her podcast. I'm implementing everything and it's just not motherfucking budging and I'm not seeing progress. You are. I can almost guarantee you are. So another thing to look for as far as progress goes would be increased energy. And this is like one of those aha moments for a lot of people because I talk to clients all day all hours of the day, all hours of the night. This is what I live and breathe. And I'm like, hey, how are we feeling energy-wise? Oh, well, now that you say, you know, I can wake up a lot easier, you know, in the morning and I don't really need that 2 p.m. energy drink and I'm not ever needing a nap after work and I kind of did have more energy on the weekend. Hello, progress. That's a great sign of progress. Increased energy typically does mean your mood is also increased. You get a little mood boost, right? You're not as cranky or as snippy or as agitated, et cetera, et cetera. That's a huge sign of progress towards your health. Because don't forget, guys, this whole fitness journey is about your health. Yeah, we get sucked into the physical goals of having abs and looking lean and I want to be toned and I want to deadlift 600 pounds and like... Those things are cool, but everything that we're doing should be to the extent of like, I want to be a motherfucking badass for the next 80 years of my life. What do I need to do to get there? What do I need to do to be as healthy as I can? So your mood being better, like, holy shit, we're going to live a happier life. We're going to have better relationships with the people around us. We're going to be less snippy, less cranky. We're going to miss out on less shit because you're so tired. You just needed a nap. So if your energy is going up, your mood is going up, that's a huge sign that you are making real progress in this journey. Just as real, if not more important than the physical, I lost 0.3 pounds today. Because that sounds really insignificant when you're comparing the two. Aside from that as well, better cognitive function. Especially if you are someone who has had a history of under eating or restriction or overdoing it on exercise. Hello, me. That was me. And I know a lot of you have struggled with the same. If you start to recognize like, okay, I can function a little bit better. I don't really have that brain fog. This is one of my favorite things to hear from clients as well as eating a little bit more food, fueling their body regularly, not trying to work out in the morning and see just how long you can go before you eat your next meal. Like when you stop doing all that nonsense and you start fueling your body regularly, you can think a little bit clearer and you have better ideas and you can focus for a little bit longer. And there's not this constant urge in the back of your head to grab something to eat and snack on this and snack on this and snack on this. And then you're trying to say, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. No, don't. You can take all that energy that your brain is wasting and put it towards your career, put it towards an extracurricular, put it towards anything else. And to me, that is a huge sign of progress, better cognitive function, mood going up and energy going through the roof, through the roof. I don't even care what phase you're in. Even if you are in a cutting phase, like if you're doing things right, you shouldn't have this total tank in energy. I don't care what the internet says. Like that's not the goal of anything that we're trying to do. 
Okay. So in addition to that, another sign of progress that you can kind of look for as well um, would be improved strength and endurance in and outside of the gym. In the gym, it'll be a little easier to see, right? You're doing your squats every every week, right? It's part of your program. You're squatting, you're deadlifting, you're bench pressing, you're doing all the compounds, et cetera, et cetera. And week after week, all of a sudden squats going up and we're lifting a little heavier and we're feeling a little better. And last week I squatted 135 for 10 reps. This week I squatted 135 for 15 reps. Like those types of wins in the gym, that should be your freaking bread and butter. And if you're not tracking those things regularly, as far as the weight that you're using, here is your sign to please do so because you will not recognize how much progress you truly are making if you're not keeping tabs on it. It's like a science experiment. If you're not recording the data, how are you going to know what the hell's going on? You're not. And like, I feel like, I don't know, they were such a stickler for that. I don't know, it's like why it's in my brain today, but they were such a stickler for that in like high school and middle school and college. It's like record the data and do this and the scientific procedure and blah, 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 blah. But your fitness journey is the same thing. This is one giant science experiment. How freaking cool that you have full control. You are running the lab as far as your health and longevity. That's awesome. That's freaking awesome. So in the gym, you should be recording the weights that you're using. You should be recognizing strength increases and endurance increases. Endurance could mean that you're able to get through a longer workout and still feel pretty good. Endurance could mean you're able to get through, again, sets of 10 to 15, whereas in the past you would do like a set of five and be like super out of breath. Endurance can be you can run for longer. You can do cardio for longer. Cardiovascular endurance is increasing or endurance can mean like you don't want to get the hell out of the gym after you've been there for 20 minutes. And that's a big sign of progress that I love to see with anyone who's starting out in this journey is like, it's a little bit of a force to get there at first, but we're there, we do our 30 minutes, we're out. And then all of a sudden you kind of keep going, you kind of keep progressing, we're there for like 45-ish minutes and then we're out. And then little by little, months go by, year goes by, two years, whatever it is, all of a sudden you're like, I genuinely enjoy my time here. That gym endurance has increased huge sign of progress. I don't give a fuck about the scale at this point. That's incredible. You are genuinely enjoying a piece of your day that allows you to become the healthiest version of you. Holy shit. That's insane. That's insane. That should be a huge win. So strength in the gym for sure. Now strength outside of the gym. I always love to see this and I always love getting these messages where it's like, uh, D, I just lifted my couch up by myself. Like, Dude, so sick. I carried all the groceries in on my own. I was, I have a client of mine who comes to mind right away. She works in a grocery store and she has to carry like the huge like inventory boxes. She was like, nobody else could lift this giant box of like, I forget what it was, like turkey or hams or something. And she's like, I picked it right up and I carried it across the store. I was carrying cases of water bottle, like no problem. That's insane. Again, health and longevity and life, when it comes down to it, that is the purpose. And I guarantee if you are seeing increases in your strength, increases in your endurance, you're thinking better, you're moving better, you've got more energy, that scale is going to be doing what it needs to be doing. There is no way you can see all of these things and not have that progress component added in as well. And if that scale isn't moving, but every one of these is getting checked off. Guess what? Ring-a-ding-ding. We're moving towards that body recomposition, meaning you're decreasing your body fat, the bad stuff, increasing your muscle mass, the good stuff, but the scale may stay the exact same or very, very close to the same, which is still just as exciting as it moving with what you think should be down, right? I really want to get to 120 pounds. Well, maybe your body at 130 pounds with the best body composition you've ever had will look and feel like a million bucks, but you don't know that because you're so focused on becoming smaller. Okay. So keep that in mind. Next thing on my list here as well, uh, as far as other signs of progress outside of just that scale 
stress reduction and better sleep quality. I touched on this a little bit earlier, but stress reduction, again, going back to the chronic diet or chronic overexercise or go, 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 do, 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 give, give, give. Once you start to take care of yourself, we should notice a little bit of those stress decreases. We should be a little bit more apt to handling obstacles that come up in our day-to-day, a little bit more confident in our ability to get shit done. Because how you approach one thing is how you approach everything. So if you're kicking ass in the gym, you're following through on promises, you're lifting heavy weight, you're challenging yourself and succeeding, you will apply those same principles to the random obstacles and stressors that come up in your day-to-day, hands down 100%. So that stress should come down and sleep quality should go up. A lot of times too, when we're not moving, like we can't expect our body to be that tired at night. And it kind of makes sense. And I always go back to like our ancestors and what they were doing and how they lived and how they survived. Like they were picking up and moving boulders and they were running away from tigers and animals and things, right? So they were building muscle from like moving shit and then they were running and running and running. So like the lifting component was there. The cardio component was there. The hunting and gathering and sitting and eating and company, like those types of things were there, which is why probably I would venture to guess they probably had very few issues with sleep. Like after a hard day of work, you're going to pass out at night. You're going to go to sleep. Your head's going to hit the pillow and you're going to be so exhausted from the work that you just did that your body's very okay with shutting down, winding down and head hitting the pillow. We're out. Good eight, nine hours, right? This whole, I can't sleep chronic era of everyone being sucked into technology for every hour of the day and then struggling to shut their brain off. And that's not the way we're supposed to be. That's not the way we're supposed to be. And of course, you're not going to go live in a cave and, and shut the world out. But we have to remember like, okay, what did my day look like? If I sat behind a computer for 15 hours at my desk or driving in a car or, you know, then I sat and watched Netflix to end my night, like, why would your body be tired? <laughs> why would we be able to go to sleep? You've been overstimulated by a screen and underactive as far as movement. Your body's not really telling you like I need the sleep. And of course you'll fall asleep eventually because it does need it. But the more active you can be and the better you can be about being regular with it in and out of the gym, steps, movement, exercise, etc., you'll sleep a little better. When we sleep a little better, our mood gets a little better, our energy gets a little better. You guys seeing the connection now? All of these things start to increase and improve, which are huge signs of progress that have absolutely nothing to do with that silly little number staring between your two big toes, okay? Nothing to do with it. In addition to that, this is my favorite, my girls out there. When you start to recognize that your clothes are fitting better, you should be doing a little dancey dance, a little, little spice it up to yourself in your bedroom, get a little shimmy going. Like that should be the biggest telltale sign that shit is working always. But you have to keep in mind, what is the goal? If your goal is to get leaner, right? Decrease body fat, probably increase muscle mass at the same time sort of deal. The goal is to get leaner. I would argue that your clothes are going to start to fit a little looser even though that number is staying the same. Remember, back to scenario number one, muscle mass takes up less space. So if you have less body fat, which is taking up a lot of space, more muscle mass, taking up a little bit of space, that same pair of jeans, that same top, it's going to fit looser on you, even though you're staring at the same number on the scale. So that should be your ring, 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 red flag, sirens going off in your brain like this shit is working. 
this is working. So when you go to put on that, that sweater, or you go to put on that pair of jeans and you just zip them right up, and there's no little shimmy shake going into them. That's a really freaking cool sign that this is working. Same goes in reverse. My muscle mommies out there looking to build their glutes, looking to build their quads, looking to put on a little bit of size, right? I've been there a hundred percent and I love that phase. We got to keep in mind, the clothes are going to fit a little tighter. Jeans are going to be a little snug. That's also a great sign of progress. Again, depending on what your goal is. If your goal is to get leaner, clothes are going to fit a little looser. If your goal is to get bigger, grow quads, grow glutes. Like those glutes got to take up some space. Those jeans ain't going to fit you anymore, right? We're going to need to buy some new shorts for the summer. No part of that is a negative. No part of that is a bad thing. Seeing the scale go up when you're trying to build muscle is a necessary part of that progression. I went through a phase when I was like really, really deep into like, I need to build my legs up to high heavens. How big can I get my quads? I did this for years. I cried pretty much every summer trying on my shorts. None of them fit. Super upset. It's just like a discouraging feeling at first because I didn't understand it. I'm like, okay, well, I did build my legs, but like, somehow, some way wanted to still fit in like the double zero freaking shorts that I wore in high school. Like Deanna, that doesn't make sense. Where are those quads going to go? Where are those glutes going to go? Like that's not going to fit. So I had to recognize going into each new summer, like, all right, I did put on some muscle mass as I was trying to do. I'm going to need some new shorts. I'm going to need some new bikini bottoms. Like, and that's a good thing. That means the work that I was doing was working. So it could go either way as far as your clothes fitting better. But most importantly, that confidence should be through the motherfucking roof. You should be able to grab the first thing in your closet and rock it. You're like, oh my gosh, I've never felt better. You know, the girls invite you out last minute. We're not filing through and freaking rifling through everything in the closet to find something to wear and this doesn't fit and that doesn't look right and these jeans won't zip. Hell no. A really good sign that you're seeing progress in your journeys. You can go into that closet. You can grab anything up from the top shelf, grab this first pair of jeans on top, boom, fits, looks good, and you feel like a million bucks outside of the scale. Who cares what that scale says? If that's the new aha moment of like, I can kind of rock anything, that's incredible. And there should be no time and place where the scale means more than that kind of win. So confidence should be way, way, way up. And it should feel really good. Favorite thing in the world as well, hearing from clients, you know, they're getting ready for a vacation in the middle of January or December. They're traveling somewhere. They're like, I went to pull out all my bathing suits from last year and like, none of them fit me. Like they're falling off of me. It's like, holy shit. Like that is incredible. And then there's days and times where the scale's not budging. The scale's not moving. Weeks go by without a single ounce down, but you're telling me your bathing suits don't fit anymore? Like we're seeing the progress we need to see. Trust when I say that. And that really does come down to that body recomposition. Going off of that too, another great way to measure progress outside of just the scale, progress photos. Nobody, including myself ever, is comfortable taking progress pictures. It is like the most vulnerable, horribly ugly angle of just flat insecurity up, up against a plain wall, right? Like it's just not, it's not flattering for anybody. I don't care, unless you're like about to compete in a bodybuilding show and you're like, this is literally what I'm doing. It's not fun for the first go. So acknowledge that. Swallow your pride. Take the photo. Save it. I don't even care if you don't even look at it. Save it in your camera roll and do the same thing every single week. Progress photos should always be taken first thing in the morning on an empty stomach after you use the bathroom. Get up against the same plain wall. Try to get some good lighting if you can um, and repeat, repeat, repeat. I guarantee over the course of X amount of weeks, uh, usually around like six to eight weeks is where you kind of start to notice a difference. If you've been consistent as hell through those six to eight weeks, you are going to see a huge difference side to side. 
and the scale may be the exact same. The scale may be down 0.2 ounces. Like that, that feels so insignificant, but you're looking at photos and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm seeing more ab definition. My sides are definitely a little bit leaner and like I'm starting to notice some back muscle. Like that's incredible. So if you need to measure progress, again, outside of just that scale, you are someone who needs like a physical number, something data to like hold on to, take your progress photos every single week every single week. You can take them more frequently. I don't really think there's a need to, but every single week should be awesome. Um, you always want to compare back to the original photo, right? You're not comparing week to week because seven days is not really a lot of time to see progress. So the original photo to the new week's photo, do that for months and years of your journey. You're going to be blown away staring at you versus you and the changes that have been made regardless of what that number says on the scale. Now, Last but not least, the last sign, well, the last of my signs, uh, for seeing progress or noticing progress outside of just that scale, your relationship with food. This is one of the most important, most beneficial, most lifelong, you know, of utmost importance that could come from your fitness journey. Food is everywhere, guys. Food is everywhere. Food will be a part of your life every single day until the day that you die. It is. It's not going anywhere. And the more you fight it and you restrict it and you deem certain foods as good or bad, or I can't have that, or I went overboard on that, you are waging war. You're spending all this stupid time and energy waging war on something that's not going away. Food will always be there. And it's about damn time we all learn to build a really healthy relationship with it so we are chasing our grandkids around the yard and we're not stressing over grilling a hamburger with the kids. Like, that is not the purpose of all of this. The purpose is to, again, live your healthiest life. And that life comes down to enjoying food and having a really strong relationship with food. So going through your journey, if you're starting to notice that maybe you're eating some foods that you never would have allowed yourself to eat in the past, or maybe you're eating more than you ever really have, or maybe you're sticking to your calorie deficit and you feel really confident in doing so because it's not restrictive and you're not going overboard, that relationship with food, I just got chills thinking about this, that should be everything for you. Above everything else that I just listed, if you are noticing a healthier relationship with the food choices you're making, the quantities that you're eating, the you know last minute dinner plans that pop up, and you just feel comfortable and confident around food, you just won. And that is a win that you can take with you for the rest of forever. And your relationship with food, what's good for you, it's going to be different person to person. But finding that balance, finding that comfort, finding that confidence in heading to Thanksgiving and you don't really care to think twice about, oh, there's going to be food there. Like, yeah, well, duh. Duh, duh, there's going to be food there. I'm going to have this and this. Cool, call it a day. Yeah, I'm going to have a piece of pie. Great. But knowing I'm going to have one piece of pie and not 12 pieces of pie. Knowing I'm going to allow myself to have the foods that I want and not sit there and restrict. Knowing that the next day I'm going to get right back to it. I'm not underdoing my cat. Like a healthy relationship with food should be goal and priority number one for every single person, every single human being on this planet, fitness related or not. It's everything. So to recognize that your relationship with food is getting better for whatever your better means, you should be patting yourself on the back right now and so damn proud of the work that you're putting in because it is working. Don't let the scale or anyone else or anything else tell you otherwise. And if you can go through each of those and check those boxes, recognize that that progress is being made, you are golden on this journey. Keep 
moving forward. And if some of these hopefully opened up your eyes to some other units of measure outside of just weighing in every single day, I really, really highly encourage you start implementing them regularly into your routine. And I want to hear from you guys as well. I want to know what helps you make that progress and keep going on this journey and keep pushing forward, even when maybe the scale is not doing what you maybe want it to do. Like, let's continue this conversation and really join forces, join together to push this mission forward, push this goal forward. It's health, it's longevity, it's looking like a motherfucking badass, don't get me wrong, but feeling really good while we are doing it. So please join into the Mental Reps Podcast Facebook group, share your story, share what's been helping you, share what you're struggling with. Let us all join in together and guide each other through this freaking incredible journey. I appreciate every single one of you for being here. Thank you so much as always for tuning in to the MRP and I will catch you all next week.